0: Hello TC. Hello. Thank you for joining. Yes. Tell us your full name. You have such a cool name.
1: Thank you so much. I have, my full name is Tobias Cortez Strickland. Oh, wow. And my acting name is Tobias Cortez.
0: Do you have a hyphenated last name?
1: I don't. No, no, no.
0: Mm.
1: No, yeah. It's, it's um Cortez has been in my family for like generations, my dad's side of the family. And who knows, it may be Spanish, and I kind of speak. I actually speak Spanish. That's one of my hobbies. I have a teacher.
0: If only you could do thirty-three and me without getting your identity stolen, you know, (laughs) and you could like find out.
1: (laughs) That'd definitely be cool. Yeah.
0: So I I was going to ask you a few questions today, if that's okay, about like your Mm -hmm. history with acting, because I know Mm -hmm. you're not just an improviser; you're an actor. So how did you get involved?
1: Yes. So uh, I first started acting when I was in high school, back home in the Bay Area, California, and my first thing that I ever did was a skit for my church, and I remember we acted in front of, like, the main church. We had, like, a children's church, a teen church, and a main church, and we acted in front of the main church. We, like, had a couple hundred people, and I remember the response that we got, and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I would love to do this, and I always thought I was going to be a stand-up comedian, which I probably, you know, still can, you know, from the future, Uh, but uh, when I acted there, I was like, you know what, I want to keep doing this. So I studied in college, and from there, my acting mom, Ramy Cornell, changed my life. So she believed in me, and I got some gigs, and I studied that stage and screen acting, so film and theater basically, and then um, now I'm here. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, so what what has been your favorite? part of your journey so far are you having the most fun now or was there Mm -hmm. like a period where you were like booking a lot of work and like Mm -hmm. you were like how's it been for you because I know for some people it's like treacherous
1: well yeah no it's 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 uh I would say I'm having the most fun now because I have more connections in Atlanta and I have more I guess creative inspiration ever since uh, last year Um, because like last year was a big year I worked on like a couple TV shows and I was like you know what I want to do something of my own so I have some stuff in the works connecting with people marketing myself as much as I can it was tough like the journey was tough my acting teacher Nate Bynum last or my I guess my my junior year he told me to go to Atlanta and I'm like why would I go to Atlanta I'm from California I'm just go to LA and then he said no look into it so I looked into it on the internet I'm like, oh my gosh, they're filming so much here, and plus, it's good for black actors and just people of color in general. So I came here, fell in love with it, made some connections. I actually came here right before COVID, so it was very tough. Yeah, 2019, and April 2019, April April 27th. I'll never forget 2019, and then COVID hit, and then it just kind of put a halt on everything. And I'm actually kind of glad COVID. I mean, like I'm. I'm mad. I don't, I'm not glad that COVID happened, but the fact that it slowed us down as humans, that's what I appreciate. And that's how it allowed me to get, grow more, more mature and more into an adult.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I I feel the same way. I feel like now it's just a good vibe. Like I've been really enjoying acting recently where mm-hmm. sometimes in the past, it's like for people that really like acting, it feels like... A lot of self-tapes and a lot of auditions and a lot Mm. of, like, awkward Zoom situations. Mm. And I'm just, like, it's not really that fun. Like, acting classes can be fun. But I feel like improv has reminded me of how much I love acting. Has it done the same for you?
1: Well, yeah, no. Yeah, when I was at UNLV, I did nothing but theater. Like, I did film stuff, but not. it was mostly theater. And I always believe like, theater is the foundation of acting. If you can do theater acting, you can do anything. So, uh, the fact that it feels like I'm on stage when I'm doing improv, you know, it just makes me even happier. Like I'm always acting, like I have to act. Theater, film, improv, you know, I gotta keep working that muscle, and improv is the perfect source of that, is working that muscle.
0: Yeah, so you are yeah. are you more of a theater actor then, I guess, technically?
1: Yes, yes, yeah. But uh, that's what
0: your training is mostly in, I guess.
1: Mostly in, yeah, because mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of film professors at the time at my college, but now they have more, but, from there yeah it was more theater
0: oh wow yeah, cause for me personally that's been the hardest part of improv is that it does feel more like a play mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm not theater trained mm-hmm. i like i'm more of a short film mm-hmm. feature film kind of gal like not it's like a totally different kind of acting and i feel like you wouldn't know that unless you were involved in acting because it mm-hmm. all kind of looks the same from the outside but do you also agree that theater acting is so different from film acting
1: oh of course yeah like film acting I I tell people not everybody, not every film actor is a great actor. Like it takes like directors and the editors to actually make it really, really look good. Um, Like theater acting is film, well now film acting is theater acting like minimalized to an extent. And what I mean by that is we can do like 10 takes and they can all be different. But when you're on theater, you're on the stage everything is live you cannot mess up you know what I mean so you have to it's it's good because theater acting allows you to grow as an actor I'm not saying film doesn't do that but theater you will learn quicker than film
0: yeah and theater's also like improv in that way where it's like you had to be there you know like you're you not to gonna there, yeah. you can't know about it or see yeah. it without being there and yeah. that's good and bad because a part of me wants to make more art that's gonna last longer that mm-hmm. like i can enjoy for longer and like show my parents but like mm-hmm. improv is kind of like you know you can't really show anybody it's yeah. really just like come to a show if you can yeah, to,
1: <laughs> yeah 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 it's all different it's all different And yeah. i think there's no way there's no bad way of improv it's like everything is i would say i guess the only bad thing that can come from improv is if the person thinks they did bad and yeah. there's no bad way you know
0: it's yeah. improv no i mean i just had that this past week at the jam where i left and i was like it was definitely fun with my friends but like mm-hmm. i sucked yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah. like it honestly it, it like made me a little sad i was like yeah. uh, you know you try not to think about it but like it's, it's not even that big of a deal mm-hmm. but i mean like you know you beat yourself up sometimes oh
1: yeah no i'm a bit i'm like the biggest self-critic there is like i like it's so hard on myself I'm like, dang, why did I do it like that, you know, yeah. Um, when I should have did it like that. But rather than actually be in the moment, then I wouldn't be thinking like that, you know. So I'm getting better as an actor, like growing, like, all right, TC, you did this. You know, it could have been that, but be happy with this. You know, nobody can take that back.
0: Yeah. So. Well, and every time you go up there, you're going to get better, whether you have a good or bad performance. So that's what I always tell myself. I'm like, this was just another failure out of the way, you know, because like once you're on Madeline Evans, Evans's mm-hmm. level, like where she I have never seen her have a bad night, you know, because mm-hmm. she's done it so many times. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the repetition that she gets, you know, like that's it's making her like such a strong performer. And I'm like yeah i mean she she didn't start off that way i'm sure like i'm sure she also had an off nights too when she was learning and stuff and so i'm just like you just gotta power through those i've
1: known madeline for a long time
0: yeah yeah
1: i've known Madeline uh brett i was actually there when brett first started roll call wow yeah or not roll call uh the jam at roll call Mm. uh yeah i've seen i've seen actually a lot of these i can't say like improv improvisers can get better i just think they grow um as improvisers, so I like they've grown exponentially, and I think like those are two of the best improvisers in the city.
0: Yeah, we're lucky to get to watch them, honestly. And oh, yeah. I, I told them I went to their show at a village theater that they had last week and afterwards I talked to Madeline and I was just like thank you for being such a good example like Mm -hmm. it's just like getting to watch a master class you know and like I feel like I learn a lot from watching her and then our whole team went because we also performed that same night but in the time slot before them Mm -hmm. and we're all just watching them like oh my god like what a level they're on and Brett and Madeline because they have so much chemistry anyway but then they're also like really really solid together so
1: chemistry's big and improv
0: what do you, what's your favorite kind of improv to watch? Are you like a short form, long form kind of guy? Long
1: form, long yeah. form for sure. Um, yeah, long form, I'm gonna, like I have, so Cole Wadsworth, if you know who that is, like him and I, we have a duo, we just haven't been able to perform because we haven't had a show. And um, I think with him and I, we're gonna do long form, like probably every show. Uh, I think that really challenges you, and I like the challenge especially when it comes to acting. And as far as like improvising, that is just like, to me, is like the ultimate prize. If you can do like a long form set and have people like really appreciate it and like, you know, eat it up, I guess you can say, that makes me really happy. And that, yeah. that, that, like, that teaches you to listen and to be vulnerable because you're the most important thing in a scene is your partner, always.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, I know, that's, that's what I've been using recently to get out of my head, is like, I should be thinking more about the other person instead of myself, mm-hmm. so then you're not as self-conscious, because mm-hmm. you're not thinking about yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so what's kind of your favorite part about our little bubble that we have here, our kind of like jam squad at Bibliotech, mm-hmm. mixed in with dads and mixed in with some village people, mm-hmm. like, what's your favorite aspect of the whole thing? Is it like truly the improv for you? Is like mm-hmm. that what you're craving the most?
1: Uh, Well, I mean obviously the improv uh, yeah, but I think the biggest thing outside of the acting is the community And I've like I said like I've seen Brett when he first started there weren't that many people and now The fact that you know, he uses his social media platform, which is grandiose like you know to support his jam um, And he's getting a lot of people and it's like the more the jam happens, especially this year there's been like multiple nights probably every night of this year of the jam um where everybody can't sit down like when you're at that level you know you're doing something good and that makes me really really happy just the community and just seeing how people are bringing other people in like oh come in like you don't gotta act you know just come and watch you know so uh, i actually took a date i took a girl on a date to one of our jams like a long time ago
0: really that that would be a little stressful because you're like trying to talk to your friends but then like you can't just like leave your girlfriend standing there she doesn't know anybody or your date standing Mm -hmm. there
1: yeah, no, yeah. she, um, and it's funny, too, because she loved it, and then after that, she started coming to my jan- or the shows, Aww. and um, yeah, it was really nice. That's
0: so really fun nice that she lasted. liked it, Yeah. because yeah. for some people, it's too overwhelming, I think, because mm-hmm. I've invited a few people for my acting class or my class of mm-hmm. dads, and they're like, yeah, maybe, but like when you describe it to them, I think it sounds kind of intimidating, mm-hmm. um, but then I had a friend from one of my classes last week who I finally got to come, and she was like, "Oh my god, this is the coolest thing." Like, yeah. and it wasn't even really about the improv. She was just like all the people there, like it was it's just kind of like social hour mm-hmm. and she's like it's really fun to watch. And I'm like, "Yeah, it is. It's fun to be a part of, too."
1: It is. Yeah. It is.
0: So, what is something that you're working on right now as far as improv goes? And also just something in life. In life, yeah.
1: As far as improv, I would say um more diverse with the characters I want to have I want to incorporate more like like different voices because I do a lot of the same voices um, and I just want to be like goofier like that like I'm a goofy guy as it is but I want to just be like over the top and uh, just like see where I can go like step beyond my boundaries because I want to explore you know as an actor so That's probably, like, the biggest thing that I'm working on as far as improv and as far as life, like, is consistency. Like, my, like, life, like, I'll be so inconsistent with, like, a lot of art projects, and I need, like, a lot of people to push me. I need, art. I wouldn't say people to push me. I just need to be pushed, Mm -hmm. uh, rather if it's, like, eternally or from somebody, you know, externally. So, uh, yeah, that's, like, my biggest thing. Like, just, like, going over my goals, you know, sticking to it and executing it, and I feel like this year is going to be... A lot of execution. Because I'm speaking into existence.
0: <laughs> Manifesting Yeah, man,
1: I'm, a, I'm big on that. Look at this. I have to, what? Come on now. Mm-hmm.
0: Come on now. No, yeah, you're not the first person to tell me that, that they think that they have, like, a positive energy about 2023 for whatever reason. Like, well, it's been
1: um, weird, because ever since I graduated college and just kind of left, like, the West Coast, like, my life has just been getting better and better and better and better. And each year is, like, the best year of my life, and then the next one just, like, overtops it. So, last year, I did a lot of growth, and I think the biggest thing, one of the most pivotal things in my life was when I quit my job at the restaurant that I was working at. Um, Was
0: it really toxic?
1: Well, not even just that. It was just, like, really, like... People don't care. Like, managers and bosses don't care in the restaurant industry, and it's so sad. And the last straw for me was when... We had a we had. do you know what a blackout date is
0: no
1: so a blackout date in the restaurant just hospitality industry is dates you can't take off so you have to be there and December was all a blackout date kind of a thing we had to go there on um, Christmas Eve and not Christmas but New Year's Eve and New Year's so uh, we were there for Christmas like around that time and there was a girl by the name of Megan she was sick and she hadn't been there for like three weeks of December I'm like, hey, like, what are you doing here? I thought you were sick. She's like, yeah, I still am. And I'm like, what? Like, what do you have? She said, I have COVID. And I remember they forced her to work while having COVID. And I remember thinking to myself, this is beyond me. Not only is she at Jeopardy, but everybody in the restaurants <laughs> lives are at Jeopardy. And you don't know who's, you know, everybody reacts differently to a disease. So uh, I quit that job. And ever since I quit that job, I took a month off from just like work. And then I booked four TV shows back to back to back. And I started traveling more. I started uh, um, acting more. Um, I took a little break from acting just to, like, center myself as far as, like, spirituality, um, physicality, mentally. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, I did a lot of growth. And now it's like I'm taking all that growth and I'm using it for this year.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a fun place to be, you know, you're like I put the work in, now I can enjoy it. Yeah. You know? I
1: agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially
0: with the with our team like fully coming together and having our first show. Basement party. That was my
1: vision.
0: Like that felt so fun, you know? It was like all this time we knew that we were having fun, but then to go and do a show with your friends and have them also be like, It's a good time, you know, like it just kinda felt like a party a little bit. Like a basement party a little bit. Um and it just kinda felt like a lot of work coming together and that's the best feeling honestly i took level one of dads this past round of classes and i just loved it like it Mm -hmm. just by the end of it whatever it is eight weeks i was like dang i really feel like we accomplished something and i get why people become so close with the other people in their Mm -hmm. improv classes like there's something about the energy in there that it's just like conducive to wonderful Mm -hmm. friendships and Mm -hmm. that i just kind of like renewed my love for improv but then also Mm -hmm. i got a lot of training Mm-hmm. too but have you ever taken an improv class or I only have, acting classes i have
1: i've have taken twice two improv classes over covid actually during zoom so like we oh. i did dad's garage and i did whole world improv oh, yeah. so um each of them were through zoom and it was a big challenge but what it caused me to do is to listen more because like with zoom if two people are talking one cancels each other out and uh, i thought it was really nice so I took that, you know, ran with it, and I was like, all right, let me, because um, I had an improv team first, but we broke up over some, like, high school BS, um, like, type drama, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to start a new one. Hmm?
0: I said T. Yeah,
1: I know. I, I mean, <laughs> well, the T was, it was just, it, it, was, was like, it was a lot, and I'm just like, you know, we sound childish. We're adults. We should handle this like adults, and we completely handle it uh, immaturely.
0: Mm. gotcha gotcha yeah yeah i remember we chatted about it that was like late july even Dang. That was, that's
1: when i created it yeah july yeah.
0: at the time i remember thinking how does that work like how does a team work in improv you know because i've never been on an improv team that like did shows or anything but um who do you look up to in the community who's like made a big impact Dang, on you uh,
1: great question I haven't even thought about that. Well, Brett, for sure, because, like, this is his leadership and um, seeing how he, like, brings people together, and I love to bring people together. But I'd say, like, the uh, three of the best improvisers that I look up to is Hannah and Anna, Mom and Dad, and believe it or not, Tamar. Tamar was, like, she doesn't come around a lot because she does stand up, but she is... One of the best improvisers I've seen, um, and Anna and Hannah—they're like—they're like all to me like level-headed. Like they're all the same because like their range is so vast, you know. And they're funny; they're extremely funny. And I just love their confidence. I love their vulnerability up there. And they listen. They like if you want to see a good actor or a, yeah, actually a good actor and a good improviser, like those three are perfect examples. And even Madeline too as well perfect example um but yeah like those three are like i look at them, look up to them and i always every time i see them i always compliment them always sure. yeah
0: i saw them perform for the first time at bankman's if you remember that place and one time Kim and i went and um mom and dad were also there and uh, hannah and anna and they did so well mm-hmm. i was just because you know like i had never really seen a two prob honestly so i was yeah. like what does that even look like yeah, it's somehow so entertaining, and it it's one of those performances where it feels like a movie that you're watching in a way. Like once yeah. it's over, it's kind of like oh these characters don't exist. Like it's kind of a weird. I get that same way with Two Bears. Mm-hmm. You know, where afterwards Welcome I'm back. like these people don't exist. Like mm-hmm.
1: that yeah. was really good. I like it because I love animation and I just love art.
0: Oh yeah, um, tell us about that by the way. Uh, the art. The art.
1: Arts. Uh, well, I'm an artist. I draw. I mean, we're in my art room. Um, I have some paintings here, some drawings, sketches, and stuff. They're Um, really good. uh, I can confirm. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much, Riley. Thank you. Um, But yes, no, I love art. Um, I've always been drawing as a kid, and I've always liked to play the piano. I used to play the piano really good, but I took a break from it for a while, and I'm terrible now. Uh, But yeah, I love (laughs) love art. Uh, I love um, animation. growing up in the bay area pixar was right next to us and we i went before and it was like oh my gosh this is beautiful this is insane like Like, i love music i love art and if it has if it has a way of speaking to me then i'm for sure locking it in my heart you know what i mean you know what
0: i mean (laughs) well i know you're a music festival guy do you ever go to like art festivals
1: yeah i mean well technically burning man wasn't it's it's an art festival Um, Oh yeah,
0: I'm not cool enough. I don't know what Burning Man (laughs) actually
1: is. (laughs) So Burning Man is uh, a—it's hard to explain, like what it actually is. I tell people it's an event. It's really a city for two week or a week, in the desert, and people from around the world literally bring their life size pieced arts, and they put it into the desert. And we have like a big festival. People are like dancing, the music, um, looking at the art pieces. They actually, when I was there last year. They had a news publishing station and a radio station that was doing a podcast live throughout that week. And I thought that was mind-boggling because we're in the middle of the desert. Why do I need a newspaper? Oh, I listen to the radio, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. it feels more like a city, which is kind of it, what it's like, supposed to it's, be, it, right? It, it's
1: a city. Yeah, it's a city. Um, and I love that. Yeah, like that was like that was the best thing I've done in my life ever. And, um, yeah, I love music. Uh I might, you know, who knows I may get into music this year. I hope I can. Um, but yeah, uh my favorite genre to ask, you, to answer your question mm-hmm. though, is I don't know, I don't know if I have like a favorite. I love comedy. Um I think comedy is the hardest form of acting. And I love action, I love drama, I love psychological thrillers. I love Uh, i mean like i like horror like i don't mind it like i won't go out of my way to watch it but oh yeah i'm I'm a big cartoons guy i love cartoons Um,
0: when you think about acting and like Mm -hmm. your love for acting Mm -hmm. who comes to mind is there like a specific actor actors or like performances mm-hmm. that you think of that you're like I, that was kind of what inspired me to want to continue to do this
1: uh yeah well i just saw i just re-watched uh prisoners i don't know if you know what that is yeah with hugh jackman that was like to me that's his best acting performance that i've seen or that's my favorite acting performance because that like his performance in that movie was just gripping it was just like captivating like he really like let let his all onto it and that's why i I think there's a big difference between theater actors and film actors hugh jackman's a theater actor he was um and um he's a a operatic singer too as well Uh, i love like uh psychological thrillers like like interstellar Um, Okay, well, that
0: one got me thinking a little too much. I swear, I'm like, how is this? (laughs) I watched that movie. Mm -hmm. I watched Interstellar on a 12-hour flight recently, and Mm -hmm. I watched it with my sister, and I was like, by the end of it, I was like, I'm sorry, I really did pay Mm -hmm. attention, and I really have no idea what the hell we're talking about. Like, (laughs) I'm still trying to... But okay, anyway, so movies that
1: make you think. No, no, you're right. Like, that, that movie makes you think, like, the movie that I didn't get was Tenet. But I, like, did my research on it, and, like, oh, now I get it. But I still don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it. Um, Same with
0: 1917, if you've ever seen that movie.
1: That was a one-shot film. Well, they said it was a one-shot film. I feel like there was one part in the movie where they might have cut but who knows? Wait,
0: are you talking about oh, 1917. Right? oh f? I meant um. <laughs> <talking> about, <laughs> you know what I'm about, talking about. Uh, the other one, Dunkirk.
1: Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, um, 1917 is one of my favorite movies. That movie changed my life. Mm-hmm. I was really like, damn, this is, this is real art to watch. I remember I saw mm-hmm. it on like a huge screen, and my sister and I were the only two in the theater. Just, like yeah. it was yeah. like being in another world. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, actually, the guy who stars in that, his name is George Mackay, I think mm. that's how you pronounce it. He it has a couple really good indie movies that he's been in. I'm more into movies that aren't about the plot. It's more about relationships between characters, which is usually lost in movies like Mission Impossible, of course, 007. Yeah. Of course, yeah.
1: Well, 007, I will say, the last one that just came out uh, made me cry. Really? Is, I will, are you going to watch it? No okay oh, so don't
0: spoil anything on okay, here all right so i'm not going to spoil <laughs> it but something
1: happens and it's like okay. oh my god like it was it was when you have han zimmer on a score for a movie you know the movie's going to be fire so That's he was, know. yeah he was on the the score and billy Eilish was actually on the score as well uh, uh, as far as like my my top actors i would say jonathan majors is up oh. there um jonathan majors daniel kaluuya get out
0: yes mm-hmm. he's yeah. one of my favorite too yeah
1: Daniel Kaluuya. i love john boyega uh um, yeah
0: have you ever seen ladybird
1: no we already talked about this oh movie. shite
0: but i know that well, mo- you gotta I, know, watch it. I, know, I know that
1: movie's very good
0: yeah do you like making your own films do you like making shorts writing shorts
1: i do i like making like little funny snippets like little videos like on my instagram and tiktok uh but me like studying it in college I'm like dang like i can like i made some stuff like i have stuff on my computer um i do like i really enjoy making it but also like being in it but i think at this point in my life like i am at the point where like i can write a script and i can you know put other people in the spotlight rather than just me like i kind of would want to be behind the scenes you know as far as like some stuff that i create but i'm also going to always want to be you know the center of attention of course uh,
0: well and some people want to be the lead but they mm. don't necessarily want to create the project of course whereas some people don't like to write or they don't like some people love to write jokes for other people
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then some people just they'd rather have their jokes written for them
1: of course yeah i mean well there, i mean there's a lot of uh artists today even comedians they uh they're the face mm they're not like the actual primary source yeah but I mean some people admit it and some people don't you know it's like to each his own kind of a thing
0: yeah so when it comes to you said you like to watch comedy is that your favorite thing to perform as well or do you like to be more dramatic
1: it is well in college I was all dramatic um and I was in three huge plays in college um or in Vegas when I was out there and UNLV
0: um, represent
1: yeah UNLV UNLV, (laughs) um yeah, I was in three huge plays, all, like, tragic, <laughs> actually, like, oh. pretty bad. Not, not bad as in, like, um, it was an awful play, but, like, tragedy in each, gotcha. each, of every, each and every one of those. Um, but, yeah, no, I love comedy. I love making people laugh. Like, I'm a big goofball, and, you know, as me as a person, um, I think making people laugh is such a beautiful thing. And also, I believe laughter is the best medicine you know, the old saying goes, so I love (laughs) making people laugh, (laughs) I love making people laugh, I love just being goofy, because it makes me feel good, makes me feel really good, it's like, oh, like, I'm impacting that person's life, like, I'm, maybe I made their day, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, or, like, when you open up to people at improv and talk about, like, similar problems, or, like, you know, relate on things, It kind of, like, it's just, it feels good to know that everybody's kind of also going through that. You're not the only one that's, like,
1: Uh, nervous. Like, I talked to Aaron
0: the other day, Aaron Shore, on the podcast. And he told me that he still gets nervous every time before he goes up there. And I'm like, that's crazy to think about, you know, with all of his experience. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, I'm still going to be getting nervous. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, I kind of beat myself up about that where I'm like, why am I still getting, like, Mm -hmm. nervous? But it's common. Like, a lot of people do.
1: But I think... I think when people say they get nervous, I think a lot of people use it as a negative connotation because the way I believe nervousness is for us, that means you care about it. If you weren't nervous, I mean, like, I mean, I usually don't get nervous. I'm like very calm, like depending um, where, what kind of thing I'm performing. But uh, when people say they oh, like, I'm so nervous, that just means you care about it. That means you got a love for it. And that also means that you're fulfilling one of your passions, You know, so Mm -hmm. like you being passionate about this, you come in every Wednesday. I still get those butterflies in my stomach. That means you're fulfilling your purpose.
0: Yeah. And it's also like, do you feel the same way where sometimes nerves and excitement kind of like are hand in hand? Oh, of course. I'm not like nervous that I'm going to fail, but I'm just nervous because I'm excited. Of course. Yeah,
1: I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you're putting the same energy towards that thing. So it can go hand in hand.
0: So, is the Bibliotech Jam a lot different from other jams you've been a part of?
1: Yeah, roll call was. Well, I liked roll call more because it felt like a stage. It felt like a like a theater um, because we are at the bookstore, and and I love Matt. You know, please go buy to Matt. Yeah, please go buy some um, used books. Great guy, Uh, but yeah, no, I like I like roll call because it has that theater atmosphere feel. So. there we did have a lot of people there and like we used to perform there a lot we used to sell out a lot of shows with our team um, my first team. but uh yeah no bibliotech is i think it's more it's better uh for brett and for everybody else because it has a very homey feel yeah, exactly. and with everybody you know at bibliotech you know with the books around with the art around it feels more artistic and it feels like oh man this is good like i want to act here kind of a thing Uh, But me personally, like I do like roll call better because I like being on stage.
0: Well, I like that bibliotech has free parking, first of all. It
1: does have free parking.
0: (laughs) We love that. But yeah, I agree. It feels very homey. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, I know at roll call, too, it's like I feel like every time I go, it's really loud in there because, you know, how like the where you perform, like where the chairs and everything are. Mm -hmm. That's not like a true like room. It's mm-hmm. just, like, they have those curtains, and so I feel like it's kind of loud, whereas the bookstores, like, when people are up there, it's pretty, like, mm-hmm. it's pretty quiet, because that's respectful, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm just curious, because I know that this jam is great, but I'm like, they can't all be this good.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I'm telling you, it got, it got a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like, Brett definitely marketed um, the heck out of it, so.
0: So what's, like, your goal for yourself with acting? Like, what... What kind of place do you want acting to have in your life?
1: Uh, I want it to be my full-time job, like, like kind of like a <clears throat> Donald Glover kind of a thing, like Charles Gambino, um, where he, like, writes, he directs, he acts, he does stand-up, and he has a very broad following, um, and I want to be, I'm going to be um, that one day. I just have to figure out how to get there first, you know, and I just got to, this year is like a huge year. and I think it's going to be a huge stepping stone for me. I know it's going to be a huge stepping stone for me just as far as life and acting.
0: What's your biggest hurdle right now?
1: My biggest hurdle, I'd probably say, is um, getting an agent. That's the thing. Like, I had an agent um, right before like I COVID. I got cast. cast COVID, COVID happened. All the productions shut down. And she dropped me because I wasn't getting any gigs. And I remember... This lady also knew my professor back in Vegas, the one that told me to go to Atlanta. And I'm like, Nate, like, what's going on? Like, what? why Why did she do that? And he said, well, first of all, she wasn't throwing for you. And she wasn't because I felt like I was getting more auditions from myself than her giving them to me. And he was like, that's just the name of the game. Like, So I want to get, I'm speaking into existence that I'm going to get an agent that actually cares and roots for me. Because a lot of these agencies, they're big. So it's like a... uh it's like a flower shop you have all these flowers and you like don't really like want to like focus on one you're just kind of trying to send them out as much as you can to people to customers you know kind of a thing so like it's 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 my biggest hurdle and um yeah I'll probably say that just like doing that yeah
0: that makes sense I feel like that's a kind of a turning point in a lot of people's careers those actors is Mm -hmm. when they get an agent that is right for them of course kind of turns things around for them and i remember i was in this acting class when i lived in la for college and it was at this guy's house and he just had this like old hollywood style like 70s house in the Mm -hmm. hills and we would all go and we'd have like a two-hour class but then we'd all like sit around and chit chat afterwards just like talk Mm -hmm. shop and so many of them were complaining about their agents mm-hmm. and like how they didn't understand them and they mm-hmm. weren't a good pair and the communication. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like everybody hated their agent. But mm-hmm. then you never heard anybody that like talked glowingly about them because it was mm-hmm. like the people that had good agents were like busy doing big gigs. Of you course, know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were busy and they were out working and stuff. And so every time I would see that, it was kind of like it feels like breaking up with like a, a bad boyfriend. You know, I'm yeah. like, you just need to yeah. do it. Like you're going to be better off um you guys just aren't good for each other <laughs>
1: yeah but I, yeah. yeah i know it yeah i've had a lot of boyfriends in my life so yeah i know what you mean um, <laughs> you can relate yes of course what um you but yeah. what else
0: you're working on right now i know you got some projects that you're cooking up so i do i don't tell us what you I, well, can relax i if can, you can yeah, say anything chill,
1: chill. Well, i just got done because i just did it uh, i did a voice acting gig for uh, an animation um so more to come of that and also I, then I have a uh, showcase in February and we have a show next week, but I'm not going to be right. here for work because I have work. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that is like, uh, one of the biggest things is just getting that, um, basement party just marketed just like big. Cause I have a vision for us, you know, um, it's gonna, I feel like it's going to be accomplished. But uh, yeah, not just I have I have like a lot of stuff that I just want to like jot down, just execute. So and a bigger thing it too is um, stand up for me this year.
0: To try it for the first time, or have no, you been trying I,
1: it? I, so I did it in December. Oh, how yeah. did it go? It went. It went. Ex- I did one in November. That went extremely well. The f- second one was tough because it was quiet. It was so quiet. And I'm like, dang, am I not funny? You know, nobody's laughing, but it's an open mic. And somebody told me he said, if you're gonna do open mics, you have to be ready for silence. Like if you have if you don't get silence normally, then then something's wrong. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, where where were
0: they at?
1: It was at Noni's in oh, yeah. Edgewood, yeah. Noni's. So it was tomorrow's little open mic. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I went uh, to the one at Limerick this past week.
1: Good, yeah. I heard there's like a Kim told me there's a uh i don't know what it is it's like they give you like you pull a card or something like that out of a hat and like you do a stand up from there
0: what about do you ever do trivia <laughs> I know, I've, it's totally I mean, different. I've
1: done i've done it before i mean i like trivia i like fun facts i'm like a big Snapple Facts guy, if you know what that Snapple is. Snapple
0: Facts.
1: Yeah, Snapple We talked about the this juice. the other day
0: because we both agreed. We're like, it just tastes better in glass. It I does. don't know why. It does. But it drinks in glass just taste cleaner.
1: It does. It tastes but, purified.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it's cold, it's like mm. really, really cold.
1: Mm. It is. You know what I mean.
0: That's honestly why I like YooHoo's when I go to the gas station. Because it comes she in said, a glass yeah, bottle. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. chocolate milk in a glass bottle doesn't get anybody than that it's
1: amazing <laughs> it's amazing okay. see
0: so one last question for you mm-hmm. what is your favorite part about yourself as an actor and what is your least favorite part
1: as an actor i would say my confidence
0: you my like your confidence part. i love
1: i love it i have a lot of, I, but i just think i have a lot of confidence as a person um i'd say my least favorite is uh, patience how so patience because um i'm growing better with it when i like do scenes with some partners it's like dang um you know it could be so much better if you know we were on the same level like kind of a thing and sometimes i'd be on this level and the the other actor would be on this level and it kind of like i have to be patient with the uh chemistry being aligned if that makes any sense and sometimes i get like I'll get frustrated because I'm, because I'm so, I'm such a critic of myself and I'm like, dang, like, I, I wish it would have been like that. You know, it should have been like that. It should have been like that. Uh, and I have to like, let that go and just let it be, you know, whenever it came, came like, I, when I did the voice acting on Monday, I was like, I don't know if that sounded good, you know? And we did a couple of retakes And then when i saw it after the final product i'm like ah that is like that doesn't sound like i feel like it could have been better you know um and i just gotta align myself with just being comfortable with it you know not everything's gonna be perfect but i think that's what makes acting the way it is
0: and okay one last last question
1: can i ask you questions Yes. Uh, yes no
0: you can ask questions
1: okay miss riley
0: I mean, this is technically your interview, though, so... Well, yeah, I
1: feel like I've always wanted to twist it up. You know, why... why?
0: Twist it Yeah, like,
1: why, why would, you know, we do a, a podcast and I can't ask you questions? You yeah, know?
0: that's just not fair, you know?
1: Exactly. It has to be balanced. Yin <laughs> and yang. Okay, Miss Riley, what inspired you to do this?
0: To do podcast. the podcast? Yes. Um, well, I have a lot of really great friends in the community, and... Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of interesting people and even though we all talk we don't we don't become close with that many people. And so I think it's a good way to I guess spread awareness of how cool people are and share their stories and you know maybe it can help other people who want to listen to maybe more experienced people talk about, you know, what they've gone through and mm-hmm. maybe that helps them. And then mm-hmm. also hearing like less experienced people talk about what they go through too yeah. and like understanding that experience So, yeah, I just think it's an important dialogue, I guess. And I also wanted an excuse to hang out with all my friends. (laughs) So that that. helped.
1: (laughs) I feel that. I feel that.
0: Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast?
1: Of course, yeah. That's that's one of the things (laughs) that we're doing. Uh, That's one of the things we're doing, yeah. Spoiler! (laughs) That's one of the things we're doing. Yeah, we're working on it. Um, So, uh, yes, I love that answer. Wow. And what's the name of the podcast? Yes and yes and
0: yes, wow and
1: oh in improv
0: <laughs> you, you can you explain what yes and means in improv
1: yeah so in improv we try to refrain from no we always try to ref- go to yes and because the big three questions in my opinion not only just in improv but in acting is what are we doing what is the relationship and where are we at And once you get those, it's easier to get those quicker when you say, yes, and.
0: Yeah, so you want to, you know, acknowledge. Yes. And. And. Add on to it.
1: Yes, and. Yes, and. Add on. Continue. Acknowledge and go from there. So,
0: and it's just a good saying in general. It doesn't have to be just improv related, but like you should be yes anding. I think you should be yes anding a lot of things improv being one of them but you know i also encourage people to take up like many hobbies i have a bunch of random hobbies that bring me so much joy improv is one of my favorites for sure but
1: Mm -hmm. yeah you're in hip-hop too as well tell the audience yeah
0: it's true hip-hop on mondays beginner intermediate (laughs) well that was one of my new year's resolutions last year was to start because i don't love to dance Like, it's enjoyable, but I don't love it like I love other things. But I think it's an important skill to have. It's gotten more fun as I've done it longer. And Mm -hmm. what about you? Do you dance?
1: I love to dance. Hip-hop? I'm from California. Yeah, that's what we do.
0: Oh, do Californians love Love to dance? Love to
1: dance. Yeah, especially from where I'm from, the Bay Area. We love to dance. And, like, that's the thing. Here in Atlanta, the clubs, they're, like, such a flex contest. It pisses me off. Like there's so many tables and sections and a whole bunch of guys just go there like with their big chains all this jewelry for like no reason and they're just sitting there drinking inviting girls to the table no if music is playing there has to be a dance floor for me and i gotta get my butt on the dance floor like music moves me Literally. <laughs> it literally moves me.
0: <laughs> well, we went to a rave together recently. Yeah. It, it was only, like, a week ago, which is crazy.
1: Last right. so
0: much longer than that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that was really fun. Because I'm not a big dancer, but I was, like, actually enjoying dancing. Like, when we left, I honestly could have kept going for another hour and a half, which is, like, so out of character for me. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm the one at, like, 12.45 that's like, oh, it's getting late. Like, we should, mm-hmm. you know. But I was, like, ready to go at 2.30 a.m., but. Well, this has been lovely. Thank you so much for joining and sharing and giving us your time.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Well, I'll see you around sometime, I guess. Basement Party, hopefully we'll have some upcoming shows, so keep an eye out for that. But thanks again, TC. You're the best. Thank you.